1: Now, cyber threats uh, raise concerns. How can you protect yourself from identity theft? Tell us a little about this, Randy.
0: Well, unfortunately, identity theft, as you mentioned, there the statistics are very high. Uh, A lot of people are getting hit with it. And really, I think the biggest thing is for users... Uh, and there's a lot of lot of steps that you can take. But everyone's just got to be smarter about stuff. <laughs> you know, we post everything on social media these days, you know, our names and, and where we are and what we're doing and, and, and give away every little bit about ourselves. And I'm, I'm a relatively private person. I don't like to throw everything out on the inter- Internet. But we really have to be smart about what we're putting out there because a lot of times... That can be used against you. You know, uh, you have all these security questions that they ask you to bring on password resets. Well, you know, what high school did you go to? You know, uh, what was the name of your first dog you had? Things like that. A lot of these things you put out there uh, for everyone to see, so it's easy. So I think people need to be just a lot smarter about what they're sharing on the Internet. And then beyond that, you know there are many other things you can do obviously, you've got to use we got to use better passwords. <laughs> password one, two three is not a good password you know <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah you can't you can't use use anything you shouldn't use your kids' names you shouldn't use their birth dates those are things that are just too easy for people to discover um, and, you know I used to work, i I, I still work in i t and I remember uh, I had people that would tape their password on a business card on their computer. <laughs> That's a bad idea. <laughs> you, just, you lose that computer, password's there, they can get in there and get everything. So passwords, they've got to be better. We can't, We shouldn't reuse passwords constantly, especially for your banking sites. Any financial logins, anything like that, you can't use the same passwords for because if you're compromised on one then you can be compromised on another and and unfortunately a lot of companies have had uh, databases of passwords that have been revealed so if they see a name um, and your password is there uh, then you've got to go out and change that password on every one of those other sites so you really shouldn't reuse passwords especially for important important stuff like your, your financial institutions things like that and make them tough. <laughs> They've got to be tough passwords, you know. Uh, Ten characters, preferably longer. A lot longer, hopefully. And use a lot of special characters. I, I tell people you can use phrases a lot of times, and then you can use special characters, like you use an at sign instead of an A, uh, dollar signs instead of S's, you know, things like that. Mix those in with your passwords. And there's ways to make them strong and easier Uh, to remember, because, you know, that's the hardest thing for all of us, Is that's why we make those easy passwords, because we can't remember them, because we have to type them so much.
1: We've got it. Yes, go ahead, my friend. You mean to cut you off? Go ahead, jump in there.
0: uh, And and you should use two-factor authentication. That's a big thing. Two-factor authentication, basically, especially for your banking sites, that would be you put in a password to go into the site, but then you get a code that is sent to your smartphone that you enter so you have two steps for the password It's a little bit of a hassle but it's really hard for the hackers to get around a two-factor authentication and and I use that for all my banking sites anything of importance like that you should use because you know you don't want people getting into your bank accounts even though we may only have a couple dollars in there, <laughs> you don't want people in there because then they can, they can find out a lot of information about you on those banking sites.
1: We've got Randy Weir with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. And we have got a great guest with us today talking about new cyber threats raise concerns. And Randy Weir is with us today. He is a networking and cyber threat specialist. He's also a best-selling author of the Jarvis Man Detective Series. His website is rweir.net. Check it out today. Now, what kind of protection is needed in order to make sure sure you remain safe break it down for us randy
0: well there's there's a, a lot of protect, protection out there um, your data your personal data your intellectual property especially people running businesses out of their home you, you know you that's the things that you can't you can't lose and you don't want to get compromised so I always suggest to people, you obviously need to have very strong firewalls at the outside source. Your um, router should have a very, very strong up-to-date firewall. You need to have um, firewalls on your uh, operating systems as well. And those operating systems need to be kept up-to-date and patched as well. Unfortunately, especially if you're in the Windows world, there's constantly patches you've got to install a bit of a pain, but you need to take that extra 10 or 15 minutes and run them, and then you've got to reboot before those patches take place. Unfortunately, in the Windows world, you still need to um, reboot every time when you're running almost nearly every update, which which is a pain, especially if you've got to lay a lot of things open, but you've got to take those extra steps and do that. Um, It's not quite as big an issue in the Linux world and Mac. Linux, usually you don't have to reboot, but there is lots of Linux updates, so you need to make sure you're running those. Mac world, uh, generally you have updates, I believe, quarterly. They don't put them out as much. Uh, Hacking is not quite as difficult, or not quite as easy to do on a Mac. They're a little stronger. And then run... Your operating system, don't run as a full administrator on your operating system as well. (laughs) That's always a a, a dangerous thing to do. Um, Require an additional password uh, when you're installing software. Um, By default, Windows, most of the time, most people run as full administrator. The problem is if somebody's gotten in to your computer through uh, vulnerabilities and things, they can... Then install software, malware, all those things, steal your information, identity theft, um, steal all those uh, important documents off your computer. And then you should back up to the cloud because if your computer is compromised, you would want that data backed up somewhere, whatever, your, whatever cloud backup you choose. There's a lot of great ones out there, Dropbox, Box, OneDrive, Google Drive, you've got iCloud, iCloud. Um, all of them, keep that data backed up to a cloud source because if that computer gets compromised, let's say you get ransomware on there where your computer is locked out and you've got to pay a ransom for it to get, get it back, if your data is backed up, at least it's secure, you can access it from another machine, and then you can just go in, wipe that computer, reinstall. Bit of a pain, but it's a lot better than having to pay whatever that ransom price is, which could be several hundred dollars thousands of dollars, depending on how many computers you have.
1: We've got Randy Weir joining us today here on Build, Grow and Enjoy. New cyber threats raise concerns. Check out his website, net. Also find him on Amazon. Why is it so important to protect your personal information?
0: Well especially if you're running a small business, you've got that in, in uh, small business maybe from home or you have a small business with employees or even large businesses, uh, protecting that intellectual property is a big deal. That's stuff you have spent all those years creating and working on and you use to attract clients. If that is compromised and you lose that, uh, your business is in trouble. You're giving the competition a leg up on you. And unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, that type of uh, theft out on the Internet, unfortunately. And then, obviously, if it's your personal computer, you've got all those years of pictures and your music and your documents, and sometimes those documents are going to have your financial records in there if you keep those on your computer. You don't want those in somebody else's hand. That's just, you know, it's just obviously... Not good, and you, you you really have to protect yourself at every turn. And like I said, everyone needs to be extremely smart. Uh, you know, we get those emails that are sent to us that say, "Hey, I got ten million dollars, and I'm trying to smuggle into the country from Africa, and I'm willing to give you a piece of it if you you know for a finder's fee, if you do this, with, you know, all those type of things. You know, that's it's it's dangerous, and you. You, you've got to be very leery. Uh, I often tell everybody to be extremely suspicious of every email you get these days. It's a pain because we get a lot of email, a lot of junk, but if, <laughs> even though it's from your friend, that friend could be compromised and he may be sending you stuff he doesn't even know that then gets malware on your computer, sends information, locks your computer down out on the Internet, corrupts, uh, maybe takes away your, any passwords, if you've got password documents, all that stuff. So that, that, that information has got to be guarded and protected as best we can. And unfortunately, in this world where we share everything on the Internet these days, uh, that's stuff that you don't want to share out there.
1: Randy Weir with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. He's a networking and cyber threat specialist. He's a fictional crime writer and author of the Jarvis Man Detective Series. And he joins us today here on Skype Audio. R-W-E-I-R dot net for more information. Now, what can happen if these documents are compromised, Randy?
0: Well, you know, you've got the dark net. If you've ever heard of that, people talk about that all the time, where all that personal information is put out there, but if they're compromised and you have somebody out there then that has maybe information about you, they've got your name, maybe has some security questions, they can set up a, set up an identity as you, um, and go out and maybe open up bank accounts, credit cards, begin charging things, um, and Use that, which then goes against your credit record. Um, There's a lot of steps that the banking world does now to make that harder to do, um, especially with the money laundering rules and things like that, but it still happens every day. You hear about somebody whose personal identity has been uh, cloned on the Internet, and they start compromising. You can screw up your credit record, everything else. And then, obviously, if it's a business and you lose your documents, you know, your, your intellectual property, that's what you've got to guard the most. And companies, especially a lot of companies, keep every amount of information into databases, you know, SQL databases. A lot of people use Salesforce. <laughs> people know who your clients are. <laughs> They're going to go out there and go to those clients as well and try to uh, underbid you. So there, there's so many reasons, why, uh, concerns about protecting the, those documents. Uh, you don't want... Out there on the web, and unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of services out there that kind of scan. They can scan the internet. Uh, there, there's a cost involved, but if you protect it in the first place, so it isn't out there on the web and on the dark web that people are going to use. That that, that, that that obviously that first line of defense is the most important thing and can save you a lot of money in the long run, uh, especially your your business, which. You know, if your business, if you lose all your clients to someone else, you know, you've got no business.
1: We've got Randy Weir with us today. He joins us live. Networking and cyber threat specialist. He's a fictional crime writer and author of the Jarvis Man Detective Series. He's with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. BGE Radio out of Atlanta, GA. His website, rweir.net. Check it out today. He's also on Amazon as well. And uh, will there ever be a way to stop this kind of criminal activity, my friend?
0: You know, I wish, I wish in a utopian world there was. And because it's such a huge business, until we choke off that business so they aren't making money at it and they look at other ways, I, I don't think there is a, a, a good way. But I think if people get smarter and not, as I said before, Post, post everything on the Internet. Don't be click-happy when an email is sent to you to click that link that's going to take you to some site. Uh, you know, stay away from, you know, sites that are notorious for, for malware. And, you know, these, there are many sites out there, uh, adult sites, things like that. A lot of times there's malware involved. And make sure those computers, you've got to keep those computers patched if your computer has not been updated and windows out updates every month and sometimes more than once a month these days uh, if you don't have those patches you're vulnerable especially through browsers uh... no matter what browser you use they all can be compromised uh... if you click on a link that takes you to a site that then will use a backdoor that comes in and locks down your computer or throws some type of Trojan horse that's hiding in your computer, waiting for you some action you do to steal. So uh, I wish, I wish that it would would be a way to stop it. But I think it has to start with users first. Users have got to be better at what they're doing on the internet. And uh, and of course, we're on the computers. All of us are on the computers. What seven, eight, ten hours a day? Sometimes working or doing personal stuff, Facebook, all those things. And sometimes you got to slow yourself down a little bit and t- take a couple minutes to go, gee, really, is this an email that I should be clicking a link on? This looks a little suspicious to me.
1: We've got Randy Weir with us today. He joins us live. His website, rweir.net. He's also available on Amazon. Networking and cyber threat security specialist. New cyber threats raise concerns is the topic. He's also a fictional crime writer and author of the Jarvis Man Detective Series. And he's with us today here on Skype Audio to discuss the book and many more other things. Now, um... We mentioned earlier in your fifth book, "Dead Man Code," it dealt with an IT software engineer being murdered as part of the conspiracy by a crooked tech company to steal users' identities. Tell us a little bit about "Dead Man Code" and how that wraps in with our topic today here on our program.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm an IT person by trade, and you know, I write these mystery novels, and I thought it's a good good idea to to, to bring tech into this, and I. I imagined, you know a computer company, and the company's name, it's a fictional company, WAN Systems Inc, Inc, and it's named after the owners of the company. and they're running computer software and computer hardware where all this data is going across them every day. And we send data every day across the Internet, and it's encrypted or so we think it's encrypted, it says it's encrypted, it says HTTPS, we take for, take for granted that it is, but oftentimes I wondered, you know, what if it really wasn't encrypted, or the encryption was a very weak encryption, not as good, 128-bit or higher, um, but maybe it was less than that and easier to steal. So basically the idea was this IT person working for this company, he's a coder, and he starts digging down into the code, and most companies' code can be many, many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of lines code, and he finds something in the code that looks suspicious that he thinks, and basically this hardware that this company is using is taking the data running across it and using it for their own gain, collecting information, data. You know, Google is, an, is a is a uh, search company we use every day. And they, if you've ever read their user agreements, they say they can pretty much do whatever they want with any data that goes across their uh, their servers. And this company here then it gets it gets involved, gets in trouble financially, gets backing from some Russian mobsters, and then some backing from some Chinese uh, governments. Uh, People uh, to to say then pull them out, and they want that information themselves uh, to steal. And then, of course, Russia and China have been very big, North Korea is also very big in uh, user identity theft and ransomware and all these other other things. So I, I molded all that in there, and this engineer then is murdered. And you dig deep, and you find out there's this conspiracy, as I say, conspiracy that's hidden deep within the code. That is doing stuff, and it, 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 it's a very multi-levelled thing. There's a lot, a lot of uh, th- um, things in motion in the in the investigation. As he digs deeper, he finds out, and I thought it was a very fascinating and real-world thing. And and a lot, and I kind of predicted what really is happening every day here now, especially with computer equipment. There was recently some hardware. They said that you needed to uh, update or reboot the the home routers because they it was. Uh, Stealing or gathering information, sending it back. I had malware on it that was going back out. So uh, it's a very real world type of thing and and a little scary sometimes, but uh, uh, in this case, entertaining, but uh, driven in real life events that are happening every day.
1: We've got a great guest with us today. Randy Weir joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. He joins us via Skype audio. Rweir.net is his website. He's also available on Amazon as well. The Front Range Butcher, a Jarvis Man detective novel, is the number seven in the series and is available on Amazon. It's Amazon.com/slash Front Range, and he joins us today here on our broadcast. Now, tell us about this incredible, incredible book. Uh, just amazing, amazing detail. It's a fantastic read. Tell us about the writing process for this book.
0: Yeah, the the writing process, the Front Range Butcher, um, he's dealing with a serial killer in this book, and I went through and did a lot of research. Um, I had an article that was published on the USA Today magazine where I talked about the research and how I looked at serial killers, how they think, uh, a lot of history about serial killers, and I went through... And I decided to create my own serial killer, kind of taking pieces from other serial killers. But he was a serial killer from, say, 22 years ago who killed 16 women and then stopped one day. And then now all of a sudden, in today, he's back starting to kill again. And they think they know who it is, but they're not really certain it's the same guy anymore because he now has some things that w- would prevent him from being the killer. So I did a lot of research in the serial killers, and Ted Bundy was one I did a lot of research on, and he actually came through Colorado, which is where I live, started in California, went through Colorado, escaped, and then uh, ended up in Florida before they finally killed him. Uh, But they're they're fascinating to read about, very scary. Um, I talked about how I had a few nightmares myself uh, creating this book, uh, putting it together, had to get it out of my head onto paper uh, because um, this person that my detective Jarvis is going against, they're going, he's going head to head. He's he's there is a lot of one on one between the two, trying to one up each other, figuring out who, if he really is the killer, is he does he have a protege? You know, something along those lines. So, um, if you like serial killer books, I think it's a fascinating fascinating book, and uh, I enjoyed writing it uh, beyond the bad dreams that I had occasionally uh, during the process of uh, researching it.
1: We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program, Randy Weir. He's a networking and cyber threat specialist. He's also a fictional crime writer and author of the Jarvis Mann Detective Series. Now, uh, with this latest book, uh, it is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, What's been some of the best reviews you've gotten on the book so far?
0: Oh, I've had uh, had some really, really nice reviews. Uh, Almost all of them have been for... Uh, five Stars um, on Amazon and Goodreads. Um, basically, uh, you know, I had one where a um, person talked about, it uh, gave them chills. Uh, I had a few people said, you know, they had a hard time sleeping after, while they were reading the book, but they found it fascinating, the battle between Jarvis and the suspected serial killer. Um, they they talked, you know, the thrill ride of an adventure. So it's it's been... Uh, it's been um, nice and very gratifying reading the reviews, and and, uh, and i I always try to reach out to the people if I can find them and say thank you for the review um, because it's uh, that's a big thing for independent authors. Reviews are our lifeblood. We it, it, we have to get out there and get as many as as we can because uh, the the big publishing houses they've got tons and tons of people reading reviews, and we've got to go out there and work and find people to read the book and hopefully give us reviews that. Uh, that will help us sell more.
1: We've got a great guest with us today. Randy Weir joins us here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. New cyber threats raise concerns is the topic. R-W-E-I-R dot net and the Front Range Butcher. A Jarvis Man Detective novel is number seven in the series and is available at Amazon.com slash Front Range. He joins us today here on the broadcast. What are some of your expectations for the book, Randy?
0: Well, you know, it's 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 been uh, a good book to put out. You know, I'd, I'd love to f- someday uh, be a, a, a number one bestseller on the New York Times and stuff. I've, I've been uh, uh, number one on a couple of my books have been, been there, so I hope to uh, get up there. And, you know, maybe someday I can get someone to... Uh, pick it up and hopefully turn it into a TV show and a movie if they don't mess it up so, yeah, but that's, that's the hope and, and I'm, I'm busy at work at number 8 in the series right now and that one will be called Man in the Crossfire and hopefully it'll be ready hopefully by Christmas if I'm lucky with any hope
1: Fantastic. We have got uh, Randy Rear with us today. He joins us live. Uh, before we let you go, my friend, how do we find you on social media and uh, pick up the books and everything?
0: Sure. Everyone can go to um, the r-weir, net. And I do have a newsletter. If you sign up for the newsletter, I actually will give you the 1st ebook in the series for free. So that's uh, a good thing so you can test it out. And then I am on Facebook. You can find me as R I believe it's five two five.